What do creative people living in the Florida Keys, like us, who have full-time jobs in order to pay bills, what do you do in your free time to exercise and use your creative brain and feed your creative soul? That's the question, and this podcast will provide answers. My name is Nancy Truesdale. Welcome to Creatives in the Keys. I'm always excited when I meet somebody who is in a line of work that I deem, I think of as being a creative field, because I think it's hard. It's hard to earn a living in the creative fields. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so Carrie, I'm excited to talk to you because it seems like you have figured out a way to do it. Tell me a little bit about what you do and how you do it. Sure. So um, my name is Carrie Porter Bond. Um, Professionally, I'm Carrie Porter Photography. And I've been a photographer professionally for about 18 years now. Um, I started fresh out of high school. Uh, I didn't initially think I was going to be a professional photographer. I actually just did it for fun. And as kind of a side job, I worked with a local kind of studio, you know, your typical traditional portrait studio. And he did a little bit of weddings. And that's kind of where I got into it um, professionally, probably two to three years after that, I, I branched out on my own. I had been in college for a few years at that point, And that was when I decided like, this is going to be my career path. Um, you know, I sort of made a concerted decision. Like instead of going for, for, for pharmacy school, um, I had been accepted to Nova's doctorate of, photo- of pharmacy at that point, And I wow. told my parents, sorry, <laughs> um, I'm going to change. And uh, yeah, so I decided to get a degree in photography and art and continued working professionally throughout. And uh, here I am 18 years later and um, run a full-time studio and work professionally. This is my full-time gig. Wow. Wow. So where is your studio? Where do you run the whole like operation from? Yeah. So I'm actually in my studio right now. Um, I'm at 201 Front Street in downtown Key West. And I think you can fact check me on this. I'm either one of the only or the only studio-based photographers in Key West. Most of us that are kind of my colleagues, most of us shoot outside and I do too. But I really wanted a space where I could run it as a as a full-on business, do yes. corporate headshots, corporate groups. Um, I was very lucky early on to make some great relationships with um, companies like Keys Federal Credit Union. They've been really supportive and they send their board of directors headshots to me. I got to do some work with Wells Fargo, um, a couple of insurance companies, some local, some not. I actually did a really big group, a company called NLC that was in town for like a conference and I did like 43 headshots in just a couple of hours. So I really wanted to run it as a, as a business, not yeah. just you know, an, a creative space, which it is. But um, yeah, so I'm downtown. I'm right in between the Truman White House and Margaritaville Resort. And I'm right here by the water and the cruise ships come in. So it re- it's really convenient for people. Very centrally located. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. I just walk outside and sit by the fountain and it's just really nice area to, to be in. You've been doing weddings for over 18 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Over 18 years. Something tells me, though, that there are other parts of photography that feed your creative soul. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, you know, it's like any job that you have, you know, kind of your day to day activity, you sort of systematize and you, um, you know, get it to a point where you can do it efficiently and churn it out 
quickly and um and in any situation you know rain broken camera bride <laughs> falling down you know anything that happens right right you only really get to that point um and i feel like you can only really run a creative business successfully if you can systematize part of the process but yeah. with systems comes repetition and with repetition comes boredom yes. <laughs> so yes. i really love um in the last few years I sort of stumbled upon this genre of um, women's photography, kind of modern glamour. Initially, it was sort of like uh, there's there's an international women's photographer named Sue Bryce who just kind of has this whole platform. And I started following her work and was really inspired and, and um, just did a photo shoot with my mom one day. We were on vacation and I, and she had had um, some battles with cancer and, you know, so I was trying to get her confidence up and, and just have a fun photo shoot day with her. And that kind of sparked this other offshoot of my work that I think I even told you before. It's like, if nobody paid me to do it, I would do it anyway. <laughs> you know, it, it's so just, awesome. I love, yeah, I love it so much. And so I would say that's kind of my creative outlet. I call it a play date. Like, let's have a play date in the studio. And I have a rack full of, you know, dresses and outfits. And we just do different lighting and kind of just play and have fun. And there's no pressure. And you always get good stuff. But that pressure is off a little bit than like when it is with the wedding. So I, I just really, really enjoy that sort of creative outlet. Gotcha. Gotcha. If somebody was looking for more than just a wedding photographer, let's say family reunions or um, milestone events, birthdays or retirement or what have you, do you do things like that? Yeah, I do all kinds of events. I do vow renewals a lot. You know, people come down to the Keys and want, maybe aren't getting married, but they're renewing their vows. I do a lot of um, like family. I wouldn't really call it family. I guess you would call it a family reunion. Basically, they're all in town, you know, sure. and they've got their whole family. So they're celebrating all together or it might be, you know, the grandparents 60th anniversary or something like that. So there's all those little milestones. And yeah, I definitely am not particular about what type of event it is. I've done a few quinceañeras. Um, yeah. I did a bat mitzvah, my first bat mitzvah just this year with a local client and it was just so much fun. So yeah, I, I love doing all sorts of events that are in that genre. Do you have a team that comes with you and do you um, have assistants and so forth? Yeah. So my husband, Rob, actually um, has been shooting with me for about 15 or 16 years now. He's usually there kind of as, you know, helping me with equipment and lighting and things like that. Um, he also will second shoot if the wedding is big enough or the event needs it, or let's say it's a big family group and, you know, I just need another set of hands. Yeah. Um, and then I also work with uh, another local assistant, Kaylee, and she's awesome. She works for HTA during the week, but um, she also helps me on the weekends. So yeah, if I'm at the shoot, I always generally have someone with me unless it's just like the couple, you know, if it's just one or two people, I can kind of manage that by myself, but I like to have uh, an extra person. Sure. Since you've been in this career for so long, um, I know that there's going to be something that keeps you in it because you obviously have a college degree. You could do other things. What has kept you in, in photography? Good question. What has kept me in photography? One of the things I, when people ask me why I enjoy this, one of the things is um, I love that sort of rush, I guess you would call it, that, um, you know, any artist kind of always wants that 
support for their work. You know, they want to know that people are appreciating what they're doing with photography and especially with client-based photography, because let's be clear, there are many, many genres of photographers out there. And I sort of love that that first bit of feedback that comes when they get their images. And especially when I can see it in person, if they can, if I can get them in the studio to see their images for the first time, that to me just like seals the deal. I I just, I kind of feed on that. I really love that. I make the joke. um, I'm a big Lady Gaga fan. Uh I love that. I love that song. I live for the applause. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So anytime I get a really awesome email or somebody, you know, says, oh, I love, you know, I love this image or I love these photos or reminded me of this, I'm just like, yay, Pat, you know, so I I don't know. That's one of the things I really enjoy. So I think I would have to say that if that part of the job went away, that sort of feedback loop where I'm getting input on, you know, and and positive input on what people are seeing, then I definitely would not want to continue in in this career because I just love that part. The other thing, and I think this could apply to any sort of solopreneur, entrepreneur, but I just really love the freedom that my line of work gives me. I can be at the studio if I want to. I can be at home if I want to. I can work from my couch. I can work from my desk. And I don't know why that that comes top of mind, but for me, that's a huge thing. Having worked at your typical nine to five jobs and having to get up and be at a specific location at a specific time every single day to me just, I mean, I did it, but it, I didn't enjoy that. And especially when I did some work in kind of digital media, it was like, do I really have to be at this desk <laughs> like right here? Can I go sit at the beach and do this work? So um, that is a huge factor for me. You know, if I ever had to go back and get kind of a daily grind nine to five job, I don't think I would enjoy that. So those are the two things that sort of pop into mind. I just really love that element of, you know, making people happy with, you know, the memories and and then just the freedom of, of the work. As a creative, I would think being in control of your schedule and what jobs you take and the parameters you set, there's got to be a lot of um, joy in having that creative control. Yeah. Um, it's also a double-edged sword though, because, and they make that joke like, Oh, I'm going into business, you know, to make my own hours. It's like, choose any hundred hours a week you want. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and that's definitely the case. You know, I definitely plan my life, um, my family activities, my obligations to friends around my business, because like I said, it's my full-time thing. This isn't something I do on the side. And, So in a way, yes, I can be somewhat pick and choose what I do. But at the same time, because it is a a running business, I definitely, you know, maybe for better or for worse, I'm not sure. But I don't take, you know, for example, just to give you an example, my husband's cousin is getting married in February. You know, it's like one of those save the date kind of things. And I'm like, I, I can't, obligate to that because that's like just on the fringe of wedding season here. And if I get a call for a $6,000 booking, I'm going to take it. Yes. And, you know, some people might discredit that or say, you know, you should always put your family first. But to me, that is putting my family first because that is mortgage paid, groceries paid, I, yes, there's creative freedom and yes, there is that choice. Um, and, and if I really don't click with somebody, I will say, uh, thanks so much for the opportunity. I don't know if we're really the right fit. I think you might be better off with one of my colleagues and, you know, it's not for, you know, anything they've done wrong. It's just like, there's just not that, that click. So I really enjoy that part. Whereas if you work a traditional nine to five, it's like, here's your assignment, do it. (laughs) 
how far, what is your range? Like, will you go all the way up to Key Largo? Like, what is your range for your um, um, assignments? I try to stick within the Florida Keys if I can. Um, I sometimes will get residual referrals from, because I, I used to live in Tam- in the Tampa area here in Florida. Right. And I also lived in Nashville for about five years. So sometimes I'll get, you know, they were client, friends of clients from years ago who might call. And, and sometimes I will get clients who some maybe come and get engaged here in Key West and then they're getting married elsewhere. And we really kind of built the connection and then they will say, Oh, we'd love to have you, you know, come up to Amelia Island or, um, you know, I've had clients have me go to East Tennessee and things like that. But if I can stay close to home, I like to, it's just, you know, for me, it's kind of like the amount that I would have to charge somebody to make a three day trip worth it for me to not be available those billable dates it's a lot so um but 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 for the right person you know when it's when it's a couple I really click with then it's no big you know I love it then it's like yeah heck yeah I want to go to Amelia Island (laughs) (laughs) the vast majority of your work is here in the Keys most of it yeah and you do range all the way up to Key Largo then Yep. Yep. I actually um, have a wedding in a couple of weeks at Playa Largo. Wow. Um, I was just at Postcard Inn a couple of weeks ago up in Alamorada. So yeah. And I, um, yeah. So it's the Florida Keys, I would say is kind of my general domain with Key West being the, the main focus. Super. What do people need to know about you? Like what is your style? Do you have sort of a signature or imprint that is distinct for you? Yeah. I would say if I had to describe my style it's definitely on the very, you know, a little bit more vibrant, colorful. Sure. Um, I like to use a lot of backlighting. So I love to get sort of that glow of the sunlight coming from behind. Um, I like to, I don't use a lot of on-camera flash. So, you know, for those who, it's a little bit more technical, but essentially yeah. like when you have a, a flash basically facing your subject, it's a little bit more flat and, and it can be useful in certain things. But for the most part, I try to shoot with off-camera flash to make it a little bit more, give the images more shape and kind of more, I don't know, just a different, more artistic look, I guess you would say. So yeah, colorful, vibrant, energetic. I definitely am not the stand here awkwardly and smile uh-huh. I like to not your give a mother's photographer. What's that? Not your grandmother's photographer. Yes, not your grandmother's photographer. Yeah. So yeah, while I do infuse like an element of portraiture, you know, I do think images should be somewhat posed. Clients are not professional models and they do need direction. I've, you know, I've worked with some photographers who just give absolutely no input and that's kind of their thing. For me, I don't like that. I like to let someone know when their arm is maybe not quite looking so flattering or, you know, they could shift their weight to the other foot and just look a little, you know, three pounds skinnier, you know, they'll always appreciate for that. So I do like to do a a minimal amount of posing and direction, but in terms of aesthetic, it would be just that punchy, bright, vibrant, colorful kind of style. Cool. Now let's talk about what it's like to be a creative in the keys. Cause um, Mm -hmm. you've shared with us that you've done this profession in other places what does the element of the keys bring to your job? And is it harder? Is it easier? Curious what your, your, your take is on that. Yeah, um, that's a great question. Because yeah, this is the third market that I've worked in professionally. And I would say the things that are easier about it that I enjoy, sort of the community aspect of it. Um, this is the only place I've ever worked where my competitors are some of my best friends. There's like really that element of everyone kind of helping each other, supporting one another. You know, if if you run into an issue, 
Um, I had a situation a couple years ago, my sort of core lens that I use for the majority of the reception just fell off the table and <laughs> smashed on the floor. Not and, funny uh, then, funny now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. And um, I, friend, I called my friend Mary within probably 20 minutes. I had a replacement uh, that she brought over for me. And to tell Mary. Yay, Mary. Yeah, I always <laughs> appreciated that. That's one thing I really love. You know, it's, it's especially when you're new to a city and yeah. you sort of have that feeling of camaraderie. It's really great. I've been here a little, almost, almost 10 years. Next year will be 10 years. So I'm still relatively new, if that's... Yeah, sound I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how could you be here for 10 years and still be new? Yeah, welcome um, to the keys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like that aspect of it. And I and it's such a beautiful place to, yeah. to shoot. So, you know, you can't go wrong. It's like yeah. it almost makes the job too easy. You know, you kind of feel like you're cheating because you just always have beautiful skies and backgrounds. And there's never a shortage of cool places to shoot. I would say one of the challenges is you really do lose that personal kind of one-on-one connection with clients that you can have in a more localized market. In a local market, your marketing is basically built on word of mouth. After you've been right. in business for 20 years, you have to advertise very little. You know, your marketing is essentially like taking great care of your clients and they tell other clients and those clients come to you and it just expands on from there. In a destination market, it's completely different. Yes. You are reselling yourself every single day. So every day I wake up, my feet hit the ground, I am reintroducing myself to a whole new host of p- potential clients as are all the photographers in the Keys. While you do get some referral business, you know, there might be a bridesmaid who loved the venue and wants to come back to Key West and get married. That happens very occasionally. And of course, your local clientele who are, you're doing your family portraits and then the kids are, you know, now in high school and you're going to do their high school senior stuff like that. You do get some of that too. But for the bulk of the event work, for the bulk of, you know, anything that's like an outside client, that makes it a challenge. Um, Because you have to, like I said, constantly reinvent yourself. And yes. um, so and out. Pro, pro and con there. <laughs> yes, yes. Compared to the, your other locales, where does the keys rate for you? Amazing. I love it here. I worked in the Nashville market a little bit. I was also teaching at the time. So uh-huh. I was shooting, but I was also shooting with students. And I was trying to kind of break into the creative scene there, but I was really busy also working. So I definitely felt welcome there, but it was, I just felt like it was a little bit more, it was tougher to kind of get a foothold and kind of be noticed. I was also younger at the time and relatively newer to the industry. So sure. that probably had a, had a factor too. And then in sort of the Brandon, Tampa area, I was brand new. So I was kind of in, in that market. I was doing a little bit of everything. I was photographing horse shows. I was photographing sporting events. I was working with a sports team photographer who, you know, would like boss around football players and get them into team photos. Yeah. And then I was doing portraits and weddings. I was kind of doing a little bit of everything. And um, so I hadn't really kind of found my voice yet at that stage. And then in Nashville, I was kind of learning the, the CNBC and networking and, you know, finding that whole foot. Yeah. And then once I got to the keys, you know, it continued. And, and I feel like here is really where I have thrived and, and built my business. It's grown significantly. Would you tell a fellow creative who was considering relocating to the keys that whether it's in photography or painting or, you know, sculpture or ceramics, what have you, would you uh, recommend this as a place to come and, you know, stretch their creative muscles? 
Yes, definitely. I would say that the Keys are one of the most creative places you can live and work. It's such a, it's just one of those places where people are really open and accepting of all kinds of mediums and people just love quirky and fun and different. And even if they don't necessarily agree with your stance on something, they'll you know, appreciate your perspective on it. And, and that comes across creatively in conversation, you know, whether you're a political ally, you know, you're in a political realm, or you're in just conversation over a dinner table, or you're working in a creative thing. It's, it's like that. Just the, it permeates the culture in all ways. I'd have and, to agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you're somebody who is creative and you're just trying to find your people, your people might be here. <laughs> My people were here. <laughs> <laughs> well, because um, uh, you're listening right now, you guys can't see what I'm seeing, but behind Carrie is this lovely portrait of um, a bride. Um, is that you? No, this, here, I'll grab it. So this image, um, I took this at Casa Marata in uh-huh. Isla Marata, uh, as uh-huh. a resort up there. I did this. This is a bride. It's hard to like move it No, no, it's, it's lovely. It's yeah. Uh, And so the picture is of a bride with her bridesmaids kind of holding her veil out. And there is some window light kind of streaming in behind her. And she's just sitting there very melancholy and kind of just taking deep breaths. I remember she was taking deep breaths. And um, this is right before she's going to walk out to walk down the aisle. And she just looked so gorgeous. Uh, Her name is Nancy. And um, I did this wedding with um, Julia Timmons from Blue Water Weddings. And it was just an an amazing day. And she was just looked so gorgeous. And then I saw that backlight. Uh, So I'd mentioned that earlier, coming coming through the window. And, um, And the girls are kind of holding the veil out. And it's interesting in the corner, I don't know if you see this, there's a little girl, where's she at? So there's a little girl kind of oh, standing. Yeah. What a, like, a, like a flower girl. Yeah, like a flower girl. And I didn't honestly even notice it when I took the picture. And it wasn't until later that I was like, you know, I was editing. And, and, and she's precious, that. by the way. You've caught her face and a really natural sort of reflective, ingenue type of wistful mm-hmm. look that is really precious. Yeah, that's one of my favorite pictures that, that I've ever done. And especially one of the favorites from that wedding and yeah, People need to know that the bride is actually standing with her back to the camera. Yes. So it's the um, silhouette of the bride in a um, mermaid-style gown and yes. the, light, the light streaming through the veil. Um, and then beyond the bride is bright, beautiful um, setting of where she's going to be married. Are we looking at the actual... Yeah, so it's a little bit lighter in the background, so you can't uh-huh. quite see the ceremony area, but it's it's sort of implied we'll because to it, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know that she's about to kind of go out and and um, get married. I'm going to ask Carrie to, um, if she will, email me some images so that we can post them along yeah. this uh, link to this podcast, so you can see some of her her beautiful work, and it does completely reflect the style that she just described to us, and. Yeah. Um, it's it's lovely. It really, really is. Um, well, if I were the bride, Nancy, I would be very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think, Carrie, I think one thing that all creatives want to know is, is it difficult to earn a living as a photographer in the Keys? Ooh, yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? So is it difficult to 
run a creative business? I would say kind of yes and no. You know, it's difficult in the sense that anything you don't know how to do is difficult. Walking is difficult. Driving a car, playing a piano, you know, all of those things are difficult until you learn how to do it. I think the problem that creatives run into is we want to have our hands dirty. We want to be making something. We want to be trying new techniques. We want to play with the latest gadget and gizmo and, you know, the next shiny thing. And we don't really aren't so excited about maybe crunching the numbers and doing spreadsheets and worrying about our taxes and, you know, all of those not so fun business side of things. But the thing that I think could help people to understand, and it's what really helped me, was the fact that if you are somebody who is creative enough to see a person sitting in your chair with their hair down and you can see a beautiful updo, you know, come into place. If you are somebody who can look at a block of wood and use a chisel and a chainsaw and a sander to bring it to life in a sculpture, you have the creative wherewithal, the problem solving skills to also then run a business. It's nothing different. It's just problem solving. And for me, once I understood that, that opened up a whole possibility for me because it kind of took away the, not really excuse, but the feeling that I had that, you know, I'm not quote good at business. I'm not a good salesperson. I'm not naturally salesy. I'm not good with numbers. You know, I would, I would kind of label myself. And I think a lot of creatives do because we're so used to doing what we know. And then you add on this element of, you know, know, I have to be able to run a website and market myself and go to networking events and figure out my expenses for the month and stay on budget and all these other things. And that's just like a whole nother world. But it's just like the skill set that you needed to learn to do your craft in the first place. If there's something that you needed to know to build the cabinets that you want to build for your business, you wouldn't just go, oh, well, I'm not good at dovetails. Like, no, you would go to a trade show. You'd go to a conference. You would take a class. You would look on YouTube. You would try a couple different ways and fail and break things. And, you know, you would figure it out, right? And that's where once I kind of learned that for myself, now I always want to share that with others who are creatives and kind of trying to make it as a business, it's like, no, if you can problem solve your way through a creative issue with a medium or product that's not working, and then you can get it to work, like you can also then figure out why your Facebook ad isn't getting any clicks. Like there's a, a another photographer who's very into business. And she has this phrase like drop and give me 20. Like anytime somebody brings her an issue, she's like drop and give me 20. Give me 20 ways you could think around this problem. Like you're creative, you can think around this problem. And so it's sort of the same thing. Like if your website is down, well, is it the server? Is it the hosting company? Is it my files that are building the website? Do I need to fire the graphic designer? Like, I'm just saying like, there's a couple of different reasons. You don't have to say, oh my gosh, running a business is so hard because my website went down, like figure out what the problem is and then reverse engineer to get to the solution. Same thing with marketing. If you're telling yourself, you know, oh, it's so hard to run a business. I can't get enough customers. Well, 
not enough customers as a result of ineffective marketing. And you might say, well, I'm just not good at marketing. Well, what part of it aren't you good at? Like just pinpoint the thing that isn't working for you. Is it a specific picture? Is it a link? Is it a page on your website? Is it your pricing? Like, is it the way you're wording something? Look at all the different variables that are going into it and then go, okay, I'm going to try to change just this one thing. Change the one thing, let it run for a week, see what happens. That doesn't work. Change another thing. Keep trying. Like you would do the exact same thing in your actual creative work. So why not do it in the aspect of running a business? So in that sense, is it difficult? Yeah, kind of, because it does take a lot of work and a lot of dedication, but it also took a lot of work and a lot of dedication and a lot of, quote, difficulty to learn how to do the creative work that you're doing in the first place. So I hope that kind of makes sense. The other thing is creatives will say like, oh, I'm just not good at sales. Like in order to be in business, you have to sell. Like that's what business is. Customer has a need. You have the solution. Money is exchanged. (laughs) Like now you're in business. So that also shifted for me once I kind of understood sales as a helpful thing, not as a I'm trying to convince you of something or I'm trying to take your money from you. Instead, it shifted for me because it was like, no, you have a you have a need and I have the solution and my solution will help you in these three ways. And in exchange for that help, for that solution or for that product that is going to make you happy, it costs this. Um, You also just have to get really good at saying, how would you like to pay for that? It's such a simple phrase, but if you can't say those words, you'll never make it. And so I had to do that too. I mean, I'm shooting weddings that are thousands of dollars sometimes for my services. And at first, it's very scary to say that package is going to be $4,350. Like that's a lot of money. I also give a lot of value for that money. And now I understand that. And I understand that it's an equal exchange of time and effort and energy and creativity and skill and long term, you know, the legacy that it's going to leave for your family. That's priceless. So for me now, the understanding of that $4,350, there's no fear there because I feel the genuine sort of mutual benefit. So A, you have to put as much study into running a business as you do into your craft. B, you have to get really good at problem solving and thinking through issues just like you would in your work. And three, you have to learn how to sell, but in the sense that you're helping solve someone's problem. And once you can get through that, running a business is no longer difficult. It's just sort of part of your daily regimen and your daily practice. So that's kind of what helped me, you know, kind of get through it. I'm always working on it too. So I'm certainly not there. I have a business coach that I talk to every two weeks. I always highly recommend anybody get a business coach, get into a mastermind, get into a circle of like-minded people, bounce ideas off of your colleagues, both creative and business. And if you do that, then you can absolutely be successful running a creative business. Thank you enough for, you know, sharing some of your thoughts on how you do what you do. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. And, um, you know, to anybody who is, you know, thinking of moving to the Keys, or if you are someone in the Keys who is a creative person, definitely, you know, reach out to your kind of fellow creative professionals, because we're all a pretty open and loving and welcoming group. Awesome. Well, again, Carrie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This was fun. (laughs) 